What's up, everybody? It is your boy Zero. Chaos. What's going on, Chaos? What's going on, Zero? Conda forever. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long... It's been a minute since we've been here. Uh, we've been... We we got hot with those two movie reviews, and then we, we fizzled out for a minute. But uh, uh, we've still been watching the shows. Uh, we had plenty to say. Um, we're going to wait till this week is up. Is this, I believe this is the first full week that everyone's back. Yeah. Um, so we should have an another podcast for you guys about thursday or friday this week but yep. this week since we've been racking up a whole bunch of news on our uh our facebook uh page um which is uh what kind of podcast is this if you're looking for it definitely go join us we appreciate you um we just, we're gonna talk about news um one of the biggest movies in the world is coming out uh thursday I can't wait. Um, and if you don't know what that is, you, know, you must be sleeping under a rock or living under one. And we're talking about how it, did uh, you find us? Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate it, but still, how did yeah. you find us? <laughs> well, pretty much one of our titles, the title of the show is kind of similarly non-copyright linked to uh, the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's not spelled the same, so we're all good. <laughs> but um, okay, so me can fight. But yeah, um, we're just gonna get into some news. We're gonna talk about some um, some in-game stuff. Uh, we got um, a first entry. Well, I don't. I guess we can call it first entry on some Game of Thrones stuff. Um, um, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, let's talk about news first before we start getting into like in-game theories and uh, mm-hmm. we can talk about Game of Thrones. Um, All right, which one? Which one hit up first? Hmm. Okay, so so um top of the docket right now. Um I know I posted it like a couple of days, but it's for sure for sure now. Um last week, I think around Thursday or Friday or so, they posted a little teaser of Swamp Thing and then probably two days later they said it was halted. <laughs> but it has been for sure information that the show has been halted. Um because of the way the cast is set up, they doubt that's who's going to be the cast, so they don't want to keep going on. And it must be some major players in the cast to just freeze it. Because if it was just like a sideline character, they probably wouldn't do that. So, yeah, that's that. Um, it's it's, it's kind of interesting, too, because I've always been a fan of Swamp Thing when I was a kid. I used to love the Swamp Thing uh, cartoon. You know, I was a fan of the movies when I was growing up because it was always a, you know, he was a different type of superhero. To, you know, he wasn't your generic superhero. It was actually until I was later, you know, as a kid, finding out that he was official, like, DC superhero. You know, once they, um, I forget the um, the company they bought, but they bought it and, you know, merged it, you know, something into the DC proper. But um, he it just never felt, you know, like a real, you know, quintessential superhero tale, which is what I kind of liked about it. So I'm actually happy that they're actually going the route of actually making a Swamp Thing film. You know, to differentiate themselves from, you know, other superheroes. He's not the clean-cut Superman, Aquaman, you know, type of thing. He does have slight name recognition. But um, I think it is good that they're doing it. Um, I just hope the fact that they're halting it means that they're actually going to really, you know, make sure they're putting out a great product and not that they're getting trepidations and, you know, maybe backtracking on the actual, you know, project itself. I agree. Uh, you got more um, skin in the game with Swamp Thing than I do. I remember 
seeing some stuff as a kid, but I don't remember very vividly to like say, "Hey, I'm a I'm a big Swamp Thing fan." So, mm-hmm. I, but I agree with you for what you said, what you've been saying. Um, next on the list, uh, Captain Marvel uh, has soared past uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well as his past the Dark the Dark Knight Rising to be one of the top twenty five highest grossing films. So did not see that coming. Yeah, I, I didn't either. And congratulations to that. I mean, that, and, and that's one of the things you know. Uh, just going on, you know, back to Black Panther on it. Um, you know, people are speaking with their wallets now. You know, when when you give people, you know, there there there's literally a superhero for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, I mean, if you're a Mexican American person, you know, hopefully in a few years they're going to give you a Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle film. You know, you're going to have some inclusion. Even, on there, even if you don't get that, there is a, a Mexican, not, I, I, yeah, Mexican American superhero movie. It's kind of gritty. Uh, it comes out, I think, like um, it comes out in the first week in May. Uh, what's the name of the movie? I think it's like I want to say Jimenez or something like that. Um, okay. Um, I want to say the correct name. Um, well, yeah, it's good that you know we have Black Panther now. I mean, before Black Panther. We really didn't have as black people didn't have really great inclusion for a while with black superhero films. I mean, we had Meteor Man, we had Steel, mm-hmm. we had Blank Man, which I saw all those in theater because I'm like, yeah, black superhero. And then it's just played for a joke, you know. So Black Panther coming out, you know, Black Panther, he's on the same footing as Iron Man. You know, he's on the same footing as Batman. Like he's somebody you take serious. So now that you have Wonder Woman and you now have Captain Marvel, you know, as in what a decade, just a little over a decade ago, you had Elektra, you know, which didn't do anything for female superhero films. But you have Wonder Woman and you have Captain Marvel who are actually taking not just the source material serious, taking the film make you know, filmmaking process serious by hiring actually competent directors like Patty Jenkins. But you're actually taking the character serious, mm-hmm. you know, and actually showing respect to a character which has been around for Wonder Woman, what, 70 years for Captain Marvel, 40 years. You know, these are characters that have, you know, a lot of history and a lot of people literally grew up watching them, you know, or reading them. So it's, you know, you take that stuff serious. You take that serious as you take a Batman or a Superman. So. It is great that you're actually seeing that now with, you know, people actually taking not just all superhero films serious, but superhero films that are for de- different demographics. You know, everybody's going to go see a superhero, a Superman or a Batman film. But now, you know, people are going to go see a Captain Marvel film or a Black Panther film. Yeah. And the name of that movie, um, I believe it comes out first week in May. So that's probably like right around Cinco de Mayo, which is not Mexico, Mexico's Independence Day, but never mind that. I'm not going into that right now, but uh, it's called El Chiquino. Um, hmm, okay. So, yeah. Uh, I noticed... I'll probably check it out. Did you watch... Uh, um, uh, I was about to say... I was about to say Luther, but it's not Luther. Lucifer. Did you watch Lucifer? No. Okay, so I was about to tell you, like, uh, one of the forensic scientists, well, the only forensic scientist, the girl on there, she's, like, one of the main characters on it. Um, I'm losing her name. But if we want to count Latino, even though I think more or less black people have clean miles, miles is Latino, too. So, uh, the, yeah, we, we are in yeah. we are in there. Well, 
I keep I said we. <laughs> I'm not Mexican. I just took a DNA test. I I know for sure I'm not of Mexican descent. <laughs> um, would but uh, I'm I have heavy ties with a, a lot of Mexican people. Um, I'm in a, a Latino based uh, organ uh, fraternity, so uh, I, I thrive in all that stuff. I, I love the culture and everything like that. Um, you know what's really I can always just think of Miles as even though he is brown. I I really think of him as Spider Man first. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I was just looking up. I was looking up the movie, and I put like Mexican superheroes in his, and he was at the top of the yeah. list. So yeah. I was like, okay, that's why I mentioned Miles. Um, but yeah, so uh, let's. Move Which on. I don't think I think this. I don't think we've done a show since then. But yeah, I have since seen uh, Into the Spider Verse. What you think? Since we're on the we're on topic for it, what you think? Well. Like I said earlier, if you're if you're a long term listener for the show, thank you. Um, I said that I didn't really know if I could really say if any film was better than The Incredibles two for me as an animated film for this past year because uh, Incredibles two and Spider Man into the Spider Verse were nominated for uh, best uh, Academy for best animated film. Yep. But um, yeah, it it deserved that Oscar. It's it's a good film, man. It's. And the thing is, I'm watching it, and as I'm 33, and I'm watching it, I'm like, when I have a kid, this, the movie is they're, amazing. They're gonna eat this film up, especially when they get to be like 10, 11, My and sort of stuff Miles doing. And it's just, I can see as somebody that's just outside, probably the target demographic, that a younger demographic is just going to vibe to this film so hard, and I'm like. That's what I'm, I'm. I'm so happy we're at that point now. Going back to our conversation, I'm like, you're gonna have brown kids growing up, Mexican, Honduran, black, uh, traditional African, anything. They're gonna see true representation of people that look like them, and I'm like, that is so dope. Yeah, it, the movie is amazing. It's it's honestly really freaking uh, amazing. Uh, just if you think about it, like uh, even with all the different Spider Men or Spider People, I mean, you had uh, you had the Japanese girl, you had uh, you had. Uh, I'm sorry, I need some more shorts with Spider Ham. Yeah, yeah, you, you got Spider Ham, which is a whole other <laughs> different dynamic, and then you got Spider Gwen, and then you got like the older the older versions of Spider Man, uh, Spider Noir, and all that. So it was, it was it was something for everybody in the movie. Um, now, do you subscribe to the part that uh, the Jake Johnson older Spider-Man, Peter Spider-Man, is the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Because um, it was certain things. I saw they had certain Easter eggs. I believe I'm like, the one that died was supposed to be the Tobey, Tobey Maguire really? Spider-Man. Yes, okay. Because he was like the perfect uh, clean cut one. But then the, but then it kind of got like, they kind of split in the middle. Because uh, I can't remember exactly because I, I didn't watch it with my kids when they've been watching it all weekend. But it was that whole part where he was doing the dance and he was like, "Yeah, that was a dark mm-hmm. time for us." I don't know if that was <laughs> I don't know if that was Jake Spider Man or I don't know if that was the blonde haired Spider Man because it was just called the Pepper Salt and Pepper uh, Spider Man, which was the older one, the one that was alive, and then the blonde Spider Man was the one that was that wound up dying in the beginning. Of the movie. And you know that was Chris Pine that actually did the voice for him. Yeah, I know. So now every Chris has played a Marvel superhero. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm... oh, okay. You said Marvel. I was about to say, well, he was yeah, like, he was already... yeah, he, yeah. He finally got into the. So now we officially said we've had every well, every major Hollywood Chris has played a Marvel superhero. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
What was it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I believe the one that died was supposed to be the Tobey Maguire version. Okay. Um, Going down some more news. This is probably going to be Marvel heavy because Marvel has kind of like been wrecking things. And uh, especially with um, the Disney Plus, I just might as well talk about that. Um, yeah. Uh, this week, uh, Disney Plus came out and said the release date will be in November. I believe November 6th or something like that. They're coming out swinging. And it's either November twelfth or November sixth. I can't exactly remember for sure, but I know the price for it. It's going to be six ninety nine a month. That's bonkers that they're coming out with the lowest price point of any major. With uh, so many options, things. and everything's going to be in HD. Like, yeah, man. I, and I, I, I give them credit on that. I, like, I really didn't think about like I'm one of you know like a lot of comic book fans. You know, when I heard of them buying Fox, you know, I'm like, okay, Fantastic Four. X-Men, I'm like, yeah, I, I said it, uh, you know, they're going to be able to, you know, bombard any streaming service with all that Fox content. You know, you got the Harry Potter uh, franchise, you got Die Hard, you got uh, Star, uh, I, think they, I think they have part of Star Trek also, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if that's them or Universal, but I, I read the article, so I didn't see that, but they, they're definitely putting Fox stuff on the Disney Plus. It's, it's, it's star-studded, it's heavy with stuff. Like but I didn't think about it. They anybody. have National Geographic. Yeah, they yeah, have anybody. So. I'm like, National Geographic? I'm like, that's really great to just... If it's a lazy Sunday, you can't find anything on, you can just put on some National Geographic and really just learn something. You know, so I'm like, that really is something that actually appeals to me. I'm like, yeah, I was going to watch it for the Marvel. I'm going to watch it for the Mandalorian. But National Geographic? Yeah, that's actually something I'm probably going to be checking out a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm super excited about it. I didn't think I was going to be excited about it. I knew it was a big thing, but like to see the price point and then see everything on it is kind of like okay, it's definitely worth the buy. That um, interface they have looks really clean too. Yeah, it, it, it looks, looks it looks, really looks a little better than Netflix's already. I guarantee day one it's gonna be bugged out. It's gonna be it's gonna be blown yeah. out because everyone's gonna be on it. I guarantee it. Yeah, you know what? I, as 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 smart as it seems like they're doing. I wouldn't be surprised if it. I was. I wouldn't be surprised if I was surprised that they didn't have any glitches, any crashes, anything first day. They seem like they are looking at everything everybody else did a little wrong, and they're just coming out and switching it. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, um, let's turn our wheels a little bit out of Marvel, but it's still Marvel. Um, it looks like Ryan Reynolds has wrapped uh, the body, the the Hitman's Bodyguard two. Um, I don't know if you know anything about the synopsis for it, but it's pretty much he is going to be the it's I think the subtitle of it is like the hitman's bodyguards, the hitman's wife's bodyguard, mm-hmm. the hitman's bodyguard's wife's body, something like that bodyguard. So it's pretty much he's going to be protecting Salma Hayek in the second movie, but it's going to wow. be full of uh, um, Samuel Jackson as well. Um, I don't know if 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 any of you guys are fans of some high in action movies, but she does her fucking thing. She is a little she bit older now. Yeah. Did you see Ava? Yeah. Oh my god, that movie was fucking amazing. She's and the thing is, she's really I don't want to say underrated because it's one of those things where everybody, if they're not the top person, they're always underrated. But she's always been good in action comedies too. Yeah. She was yeah, in uh. Really old school this is a deep cut movie called fled with uh lawrence fishburne and uh billy baldwin she's got great comedic timing and she does she does i I really enjoyed grown-ups 
Yeah. Girl, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so she, she's really got some good comedic chops, and she has great chemistry with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, which, I mean, it's hard not to have great chemistry with Sam. Mm-hmm. But um, I really did enjoy The Bodyguard. When I first saw the trailer for it, I'm like, all right, it's got two of my favorite actors in it. I'm going to check it out. You know, it might be bad because Sam will do any film, yeah, he will. you know, and Ryan does yeah, not have the best. <laughs> he, he doesn't pick the best films all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he has, Dead, he has Deadpool, but in that, he's been to some stinkers. So I'm like, okay, this could be one of those. It should have been on DVD, but, you know, it's going out to the big screen. But I got to be honest, I really enjoyed the film. So uh, I'm glad, that, and it's especially pretty soon, too, because that was, that was kind of late 2017 that was out, wasn't it? I believe so. So it's pretty, it's pretty good because it'll probably be out, probably the beginning of uh, next year. So uh, just under three years to get the sequel. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Swinging back into Marvel, you uh, you like how I finished this out? (laughs) Uh, They are hinting. Well, it's I don't want to say it's hinting, but it's a theory going around that MJ is uh, Nick Fury's daughter. Which would be I like a, it. Which would be a new thing to swing into, um, if you get my drift. Uh, but <laughs> but it, that is an interesting theory. I'm, they've never really showed any of Nick Fury's kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so for MJ to be one of his children or his only child, that would be really interesting. I like it because, for one, it does play around with the, the Spider-Man mythos. Because let's be honest. I mean, even if you're not a diehard, diehard Spider-Man fan, even the average person, if you just go and just throw a, you know, throw a, a rock, not hard, not a big one, but you throw a rock and hit somebody in the street, they can pretty much tell you a lot about Spider-Man. So the fact that this MCU version of Spider-Man doesn't have a Gwen so far, that his quote-unquote MJ is not Mary Jane Watson, it's Michelle Johnson. Yeah. You know, I like that. You know, the fact that, look, the fact that they didn't give us the origin story, which we didn't need, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 I like it because it doesn't give us the same stuff. And, it, you know, I'm usually a purist for the most part with a lot of superhero stuff because, you know, certain stuff just doesn't work. Sometimes the best version of something is the original version. But when you've had a story that's been told this many times in less than a decade and a half. You don't have to keep telling the same one. So switching it up a little bit, I don't mind. I think it actually does add a little bit to it. And I can actually see it when you think about Peter's always known for having horrible luck. So how Peter Parker would it be that the first girl he really likes, dad, just so happens to be the vulture. And the second girl he really likes happens to be related to Nick Fury. I'm like, that is Peter Parker in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, he 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 liked the sisters. I know that. Yeah, and I actually heard a rumor that they actually I don't know if they still are, but I heard a rumor back on the uh, homecoming that they were dating. Uh, who? Him and Zendaya. She squashed that, or even if she just kept it low. I I don't think they were actually like dating, dating. They just like really close friends, or whatever the case may be. I wouldn't uh, put it past them, but yeah, she's uh, she got that new show coming out on HBO too, which I'm I'm all for. Yeah, I gotta watch that trailer again. I saw the like the older trailer, but yeah, it looks pretty mm-hmm. good. I, I, I can't wait to see her in something that's not like really popish. Uh, yeah, uh, being sh- and shake it up. 
um and then like some of the like the disney movies and stuff she did and everything like that um so yeah besides spider-man i don't really i haven't really seen her in much um because she I was in the greatest showman I which was I had, I had no interest in watching that yeah to me it seemed like a just it seemed like too natural for her to do that type of role to me like i want to see her like this hbo show does seem like it's definitely, challenging her a little bit definitely. which even from the stuff she's, I have seen her do this basically a lot of the same stuff. She does shine. She just has that it factor. That's what I honestly like a lot of the Disney characters, uh, the people that's been in Disney shows to do like, um, or like, cause, um, it's a few characters or either Disney or Nickelodeon that were known like childhood stars or whatever the case may be. They're mm-hmm. in like HBO or Cinemax or Showtime mm-hmm. shows. And they're like, totally opposite of themselves and obviously it's just about evolution and growing as a person so you can't be in this cookie cutter position for the rest of your life you know what i'm saying right so just to branch out even like um a uh, free form with um with a uh, cloak and dagger uh with cloak and dagger and everything like that um i that is on my list to get into i'm probably gonna try to binge after uh season two i'm gonna try to binge uh Season one and season two. That's on my uh, watch list. Yeah, uh, uh, I can't remember the girl's name exactly, but she was on, she was on one of the Disney shows, and then she got her own Disney show that was animated. So she was doing doing just doing voice, but then she's doing like a live action, another live action show, and she happens to be a superhero. Um, and just you know, she's she playing the hell out of Tandy. Um, and uh, the guy they got to play, um, uh. Damn, I'm drawing blanks. Uh, Cloak, I can't remember his real name right now. Uh, shit. Uh, I'm drawing blanks. But yeah, the first season was really good, and the second season, it's with two episodes in, it's been it's been good. So I'm excited. Okay. For, I'm excited for what they have for the season going on. Um, now, is this like the one Runaways where it is connected to the MCU proper, or is it just kind of its own thing? Um, it's what I want to say is loosely pro. Uh, it's loosely connected. I believe that after the first season, it had been said that after the first season of of um, Cloak and Dagger, they were talking about having like a um a little run in with the run Runaways. Okay. Um, but. But they're on two different networks because the runaways is on hulu um mm-hmm. so but but they were showing all the reruns on um on freeform so i think there's a possible okay. way for them to do it it's just not sure okay. when they will do it but it was it there was a show of interest with like the writers and stuff like it's possible for them to do it so i think like uh what is this season i think season three that might happen where the runaways go to uh the down under no that's not okay. down under the no New Orleans is not called the Down Under, is it? Uh, Big Easy. The Big Easy go to the Big Easy and everything like that. Um, the, okay. Since they're runaways going from California to the Big Easy, that'd be a trip and then still to run into them and everything like that. Um, okay. So, but yeah, this is definitely a good show to watch. Um, going back into the news, like I said, guys, this is probably going to be super Marvel heavy or just not DC. But like I said, uh, well, like we said when we... Um, made uh the new podcast even though it does look marvel heavy because it's what kind of podcast is this um it's, it's just everything um and right now marvel is at the forefront of news there's not a lot of big dc news um and then when it's up it's up and then when it's down it's down but i do got some dc news if you're looking for it so just stay tuned um getting out of superheroes all together um have you seen the latest trailer for uh john wick 
No, no, I uh, I actually saw that it was out, and I got ready to look at. It. I think something uh, sidetracking, but um, they already got my money. Yeah, that... they they got my money. That I'm so glad this has become like like his third life. Like he had his first life when he was Bill and Ted, his second life when he was in the Matrix, and I guess this is like his third life for Keanu, just reinventing himself. I mean, he, no, he's kind of like on his fourth life. You can't forget. <laughs> spe- he, he was in Speed, you know. True. Just, yeah, because that's what made him into an action hero. Yeah, you're right. He's had his, uh, he's had his peaks and valleys, and uh, so he's he's definitely having a good ride. I love it. I, I love John. I, I say this one of the one of the few times that I knew nothing about a project, and the first trailer 100 percent sold me. At least in recent memory, is John Wick. The first time I remember, I was at work, and I had uh, I had some downtime. Well, I could do whatever I want that job. So I was watching YouTube like I always did, <laughs> and an ad came up, and it was one of those unskippable. It was one of those ads like twenty seconds to where you had to skip it, and it was the first trailer for John Wick, and it was right when it first. I think it was within like at least a day of when the trailer first dropped, and I saw it. I'm like, okay, what's Keanu up to now? So I'll check it out. And then trailer goes through it. You see them steal the car, kill the dog. And I'm like, oh, they killed his dog? Oh, I got to see this. And I was I was 100% sold on the whole franchise. Um, But yeah, uh, they're, they're even talking about reports of doing uh, a, a chap- after Chapter 3. So it, it looks really good. Have you heard anything about the uh, I, I remember once upon a time they were supposed to be doing like a TV show based off of the hotel? Um I I did hear about that, but I don't I I haven't hear I haven't heard anything that would either further it or anything like that. And plus like uh the guy that runs the hotel, he's on American Guys. He played Zeus. Right oh, now. really? Well, he not Zeus. Uh he's playing All Father, Odin. Okay. So so if he is, I mean, of course, it's a TV show, and then he'll do another TV show. It's just American Guys is doing is doing big things right now, so I don't know. Okay, exactly. that's another reason for me to watch it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So I I don't know honestly, and I keep saying so yeah, but yeah, I honestly don't know. Um. Let's uh let's see let's see. Let's see. I know this is kind of close to your heart because I know you watched the uh, the gifted the Fox canceled the uh, the gifted uh, last week. Yeah, it's it's close to my heart, but I wasn't surprised. Um, I was surprised that it got a season two, um, okay. because I knew all the stuff with the rumors and everything like that. Marvel was gonna claim Fox and they was gonna get all the characters, and I'm like, well, I know the X Men are coming over. So all I did, I just started after I knew all that stuff was happening. I just looked at it; it was a different universe because it was yeah. pretty much the story in the gift. It was like a big fight, um, and then all the X Men disappeared, the Brotherhood disappeared. So whatever happened. Like a lot of the major mutants were gone, um, so it it kind of that was their way of like kind of like spearheading a different show without you know we're having to worry about a Cyclops or Xavier or mm-hmm. Jean Grey or a Magneto or Mystique and all of them. They just it was like other characters that that were legitimate. Um, uh, either some were I don't know if all, some were made up, but the, I know a lot of them were legitimate. Uh, um, mutants i won't say x-men characters but uh, Mm -hmm. the x-men is the story itself but um but not just the group but as the story as as one cohesive piece uh but just mutants in general they had a lot of different mutants and everything like that so it was a really good story uh just i knew it just wasn't gonna go anywhere um just like 
there was a rumor saying that uh supposedly that Asia the Shield was supposed to keep going on after this season. And I'm just like, okay, well and I'm thinking like if that's the case then they must be rewriting rewriting the world with the stones. Because mm-hmm. that was the only reason why it would make sense. Because even in the trailer which should be coming up um it should be coming up I think like the week after Endgame comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like May fifth or something like that. Uh, it can't be May fifth because I think May fifth is a Sunday. It is a Sunday, so I don't think mm-hmm. it's coming out on Sunday. I think it's like a weekday show, like a Friday, yeah, a Thursday or a Friday. Yeah, they, they yeah they changed it around a lot. Went from Tuesdays to Thursdays, Fridays. So I was just trying to figure out why is Coulson around still, and he seems like a bad guy. Is he an android, or what's the deal with Coulson? Because Coulson is supposed to be dead. Uh, mm-hmm. He died pretty much at the end of the last season, and um, Mac is in charge. Uh, uh, so you know, it's uh, May, and then there's uh, Quake. I do wonder if they are going to say something about him in Endgame. We just even reference it because I'm like the fact that the last Marvel film that's come out, he was in. Yeah, you know, but, but I think it's more a reference that he's the reason why the original, like, but they showed in the trailer, I think, uh, one of the trailers, like, he's the reason why, kind of like the catalyst to put the, mm-hmm. the team together and stuff like that. So, uh, Coulson, his, you know, he's through and through, through the whole first 10 years, 10, was 11 years, how, how long was the mm-hmm. first? Yeah, 11 now. Yeah, 11 years of, of Marvel. Um, he's a big figure from in and then having his own spinoff with Asians of Shield and all and stuff like that. Agent Coulson's a big figure. Um, I just I I want them to do a lot of stuff better or properly. Um, I won't say properly. Well, we always of course we want properly, but just just you know, with the stones, what are we doing? They're saying already that um that we won't see mutants until like two thousand twenty four or twenty five. Yeah, which is everyone's like oh my god that's why i didn't want them to get him but it first of all they have a story they already working on it they're gonna ease mm-hmm. they're gonna ease these mutants in they're gonna ease i'd rather them do that i'd rather them do that we already had something so they have to find a, a way to explain it the biggest way is you're gonna change the world so things that were that were covered are gonna be uncovered mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of catalysts i mean i kind of wish they didn't blow their wide on it um uh inhumans but they did, yeah. unfortunately. But um, hindsight being twenty twenty, maybe that was a good thing. I mean, yeah, but the reason why they did Inhumans is because they couldn't have the, the mutants. Mm-hmm. So Daisy is not Inhuman; she's a mutant. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, and then they, they usually have backup plans for backup plans because I mean, like if they had let people pull the trigger, Josh Whedon would have just thrown Captain Marvel, Spider Man, and uh, the Wasp in Avengers and in Age of Ultron without any buildup. You know, our first introduction to Janet, uh, to Hope or Janet Van Dyne would have been her basically being the Maria Hill character almost mm-hmm. in uh, Avengers and then just thrown in there with no buildup, which would have been bad. And then the last scene of Age of Ultron, when uh, Cap's new Avengers team is assembled, you would have seen Spider-Man in the background and Captain Marvel, which would have been like, okay, why didn't we get anything for them? So seeing that they can get a character like Spider-Man and just throw him right in and hit the ground running, I'd rather them take their time and let them come in natural. And like I've said before, I'm good on mutants right now. You know, they've been around in pop culture for the last 20 years. They've had some good films, some great films, and some bad films. 
I'm all about the Fantastic Four. Just just throw them in. Just just throw them in. Let me see Johnny. Let me see Reed. Like let me see them mix it up. Like I need to see a Reed Richards and Doctor Strange conversation. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Um, the brothers, uh, the Russo brothers, definitely said they want to bring uh, Doctor Doom. And it was one of the characters they said that they want to bring into the the MCU, but uh, you know, with that, with these characters, more characters opening up, it does open a lot of possibilities. I can't wait to see who the next new super villain is, um, after Thanos. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just super excited to see Endgame. Uh, um, we're like. 30 minutes in so you want to talk about some other topics we can yeah talk about uh did you see the um uh last uh, last the was it the rise of skywalker star wars episode 9 trailer yeah i did i did see it um uh, i'm curious but i'm apprehensive at the same time i did i don't think uh episode 8 was bad it, it has some good points at it i didn't i think i saw it right i saw it after all the the befuddlement and all the issues. So it was just like the problem with the Asian girl and all that stuff like that. It was just I was like these things. The things people are bitching about is unnecessary. A, a woman led uh, military, and I'm like these aren't things to be bitching or to be mad about. I'm like I don't get it. I saw it late. I saw it when it first came on Netflix. So I saw it about shit almost ten months after it came out like it came out around christmas i saw it like in october um i i honestly think it might be of the main canon series it might be one of the worst films uh and my problems with it aren't those like i didn't i have no problem with a woman leaving military go ahead my problem was she had a horrible plan like you literally are keeping your plan away from one of your best soldiers and you literally keep it so tight and don't even give him any inkling that you know what you're doing to where he tries to lead a mutiny then you have the stuff with princess leia who never showed anything of being force sensitive or being force capable using one of the greatest force displays of power we've ever seen in the films mm-hmm. I agree the Canto Bite scene was horrible with the casino. That that was just out of place and weird. Um, I love Kelly Marie Tran. I really think she has a great career ahead of her. I am so sorry that people treated her as horribly as they did for her just doing what she was asked to as an actor. And those people are horrible and need to know the separation of being an actor and being a performer. Mm-hmm. You know, that th- that is horrible. But that movie just did. It just... It just had so many things going against it. And literally, to me, it turned me from the beginning, in the first 10 seconds, when Luke just shuttlecocks over his shoulder his dad's lightsaber. And I'm like, oh, now I see why people didn't like this. So, to me, they they, they have a lot. JJ, he, and the thing is, I don't envy him. Because the thing is, I think... And like I said, The Force Awakens wasn't a perfect film, but I think it was the perfect reintroduction to Star Wars, mm-hmm. but he has got, he's going to earn his money with episode nine to course correct off for everything. Ryan Johnson just completely threw out the window with episode eight. He has a job ahead of me. If he can actually make a comprehensive film to where you can watch this trilogy as a whole and not have the last Jedi just completely ruin it. He, he will be a legend. 
Yeah, Mark. Even Mark Hamill wasn't happy about some of the stuff that happened in the movie. And I, 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 what I love about Mark Hamill, him being older now, he doesn't really give a fuck, and he's such a big, really. He's, he's he's such a big <laughs> figure. Like, what are you gonna tell him? Exactly. Like this. This is still. I mean, I love Daisy. I love John. I love uh, Oscar Isaac, but he is the face of this franchise, especially since you've killed Harrison Ford off. And, you know, the, the biggest star. Uh, yeah. Uh, Princess Leia died. Uh, Carrie Fisher. So Carrie Fisher the, died, the so face yeah. of your franchise is still Luke freaking Skywalker. So what are you going to do? And then the technically thing is, what have they done with, like, did he really die at the end of well, Last Jedi? Like, that wasn't even, like, completely done. Like, did he die like Yoda did? Like, did he use up all of his powers? Like, I... Yeah, he said he's dead. Um, I I know recently there was a comment that he had came out and he and he pretty much said like Luke Skywalker didn't die a virgin, so yeah, so he, he's dead. <laughs> oh man, like I and that's the thing that does make me intrigued about seeing it because I'm like I gotta see how they because it, it, and the thing is that's what gets me. I mean these are literally billion dollar films, not franchise films in and of itself. Each film will gross a billion dollars, and it seems like you guys. Are just writing them as you like you're literally just writing the film right before you like it's not like the mcu where you thought the entire trilogy like ahead every of day there's a new script like all right i'm in some medics yeah like hey let's throw in benicio del toro for no freaking reason at all like his character's gonna be forgettable as shit once you forgot the movie was over but let's put a great actor in in, in, in just in just a regular bit part role i just like i think he just likes acting uh, honestly he yeah just, he just likes being sinister or some type of menacing <laughs> or just some type of weird ass character he just likes doing it but it's like like i'm i'm intrigued i'll say that that, that is what like i like i am i was uh trepidatious to see an infinity war because i'm like i don't want to see cap die i don't want to see iron man die i don't know what to expect i don't know if this is this is the 20th film i don't know if they're really gonna stick the landing and i was completely blown away with Endgame, I still don't know what to expect. But with either. Star Wars, I'm like, yeah, y'all gotta, y'all gotta do something. Y'all gotta do something yeah. in this one because y'all coming off the worst received star. I mean, who would have thought that there would be a worse received Star Wars film than uh, the Phantom Menace? Um, but yeah, they're saying after nine, they're gonna take a, a break. And everyone, I like, think that's best. Yeah, I think it's best. I need to reshuffle some plans, talk to some some new writers, look, read some of the goddamn books. Uh, and that's the thing. <laughs> just take. From, I mean, there's so much history in, in 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 the Star Wars universe that you could just remake an entire book. And like I said, I'm not diehard like that. Like I know of the the legends canon and everything. I know of all the you know the stories that have come out since the 70s. You could just take a book that was made in 1990 and remake it, and you'll have maybe a couple thousand people that bought it, but you'll have millions more that don't know anything about it, and you can just make a billion off of that. You're making it too hard for yourself. Yeah. All right, let's uh, shift topics again. Um, I know there's some other things you want to talk about. I got a rant that I've, I've had on my mind for a while, so I just want to squeeze everything in. So, uh, you want to talk in-game, or you want to talk Game of Thrones? What you want to talk about? Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. Oh, um, did you get a chance to watch the, uh, The Boys trailer? That, uh, new Seth Rogen, uh... Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> wild. I can't wait to watch it. That's wild. 
And I think that's where we've graduated to now. I mean, we, I mean, this is, uh, I don't want to keep saying the golden age because that almost lets you know that there's going to be a, an eventual decline and a shift. But, uh, the, the, this age that we're in now, since, you know, I, I think we can say since 2008, since Iron Man, where superhero films are taken serious as being comic book films, mm-hmm. you know, not interpretations or adaptations or, you know, switching everything around of the hero and just keeping their name. No, you take what is known from the page and put it on the screen. In this age, I think we've made to a point now to where you could have a just a raunchy, R-rated, just just, just balls-out superhero comedy. I think we've now graduated to that. And if you're going to do that type of film, yeah, Seth Rogen is the guy you probably want to put in charge of that. Did you ever watch Powers that was on a PlayStation? No, I heard uh, I heard good things about them. I never got a chance to watch it. it it's based off of, I believe it's based off of a comic, um, but it was really good. And that's where with uh, the boys, that's what I get that feel of it because uh, it was about superheroes and stuff like that. Um, if you ever get a chance to definitely watch it, I'm pretty sure you can mm-hmm. find it besides on PlayStation. Um, okay. But yeah, it, it was really good. Um, Oh, so the, watching the trailer, I get that feel. It was another show where it just had superheroes, and pretty much they're trying to police the superheroes, like to make sure you know they're using their powers for good. They're not being uh, mm-hmm. super obnoxious and using their powers for the wrong things and shit like that. Uh, okay. So, but yeah, it's a really good show. One of the main characters, he used to be a superhero, but he lost his powers, so he became a cop. And he's kind okay, of like, that's um, Carl Urban's character. Uh, um, I if. The, the main guy, yes. Uh, I don't okay. I, Yeah, yeah, the main guy. I'll say that. So, pretty much, it, it's a really good show. Um, so, if you have All a right. chance to put that on your list. Um, yeah. Did you get a chance to uh, check out the uh, final X Men uh, Dark Phoenix trailer? I'm, I actually liked it. Yes. Um, I saw it. It wasn't bad. Uh, I feel like I, I, in, I, in the group, I put in there, I said they should have just did this trailer and no other trailer. Yeah, I think that was and the and best that's trailer. The thing. Yeah, that that was the best one, and it just—that's the thing that gets me. Like, even if you didn't have this Fox Marvel deal, I still think just from what I've seen of this film, I'm like, you're still just condensing a great story into one film. Like, they could have made the Dark Phoenix, they could have made that their Infinity War. You know, you—I mean, since you recasted with the young actors. You know what I mean? You had the young Gene, the young Cyclops stuff. You could have started seeds in that in yeah, another they, film they and just really built up to They this. definitely could have pushed it. I think with Age of Apocalypse, they rushed to giving her the powers. Like, she mm-hmm. she breaks into this power, and then the next time, okay, and then she the next movie, she goes and it's Dark Phoenix. So it's just, it's just so many things there. There's small, fine pieces of it. It's like, okay, you could have did this better. And then you got, you know, Brian Singer is pretty much a pedophile now. Yeah. Uh, so there's so much shit going on. It's just kind of like everyone needs to wash their hands of it. Yeah, so, and that's the thing gets me because the thing is that is not the quintessential X Men, you know, tale. But that's the one that really made people look at in comics as X Men. Like, wow, you can really take these characters mm-hmm. and make a good long form, you know, comic book story that really resonates and is really well done. I mean, that is like a it's like a soap opera type thing. Like, it's just a great story. Yeah. And now, because they've, and I don't want to say botched it because I haven't seen the film yet, and it does look like this is going to be more of a faithful-ish adaptation of it, but 
this is the second time in 12 years you've done this story and it doesn't seem like you've done it proper justice now. So we're not going to get this Phoenix tale again until 2030, if that. And Kevin Feige probably won't be with MCU by then. So we won't, you know, whoever comes in after them will have to have that same passion of making sure it's actually well done. So Bless we me. might be at a point now where we may never actually get a true great Phoenix tale, which is sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wish the movie the best, honestly. Um, I know. I, heard I hope that. I'm surprised with them. I hope, you know, with this being their last film, you know, I hope uh, I hope you can watch this trilogy, you know, this whole X-Men thing and, you know, Fox thing and, you know, really look at it fondly with this last film. I hope they really do, you know, go all out. Yeah, I heard that, um, I read at least, um, they put uh, New Mutants on hiatus again. Um <laughs> I feel sorry for those actors, man. Yeah, because uh, Maisie is like, I don't know when the fuck this shit's coming out. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it's supposed to come out. I don't know when. So. And this was supposed to be her thing. Like, uh, Sophie's had, uh, she she had the, you know, the X-Men films. Yeah. And then, uh, you've had Amelia Clark. She's been in a lot of stuff yeah. lately. I haven't really seen Kit Harrington in too much stuff, but this was supposed to be her breakout of Game of Thrones role. Yeah. And she filmed the damn thing, I think, like, like 2015, 20, early 2016. It's 2019. The film still hasn't come out. Yeah, um, I think uh, Kit Ayrton should do some uh, villain roles. Um, he is British. Um, he can get away with it really easily. I, I think like a lot of. I think I think that's honestly my idea for a lot of good guys. They play good characters. Like you need to play mm-hmm. a villain and like and be a convincing mm-hmm. villain. Like um, like look at fucking Tom Hiddleston. He he went for the yeah. role of fucking Thor. And he wound up getting Loki, and everyone yeah. fucking loves him. He's, I think he's more recognized as fucking Loki than any other role he's ever played. Yeah, he's got, unless he just completely does some Daniel Day Lewis type shit yeah. and just like completely transforms Waro or something, he's gonna be Loki for a very long time. And hey, there, there are worse things to be known for. <laughs> now, now, people, don't get me wrong. I know somebody's like, well, you're talking about Kid Arrington. He's fucking uh, Jon Snow. Don't get me wrong. I know that. Mm-hmm. He'll be forever Game of Thrones Jon Snow. But what I'm saying is like, from playing such a good guy for so long, or even when he was in Pompeii, he was the hero in the movie. I feel like he should play a villain. Give me a different twist. I would love. Mm-hmm. If, I would love to see Denzel hey. as a, vil- a villain. Hey, in a movie. hey, look at um Henry Cavill. The guy is Superman. He comes out and comes out and then possibly the best Mission Impossible villain that we've had. I still haven't seen it. I I wish you could <sighs> tell me that. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. It, well, he's not really. A- He's he's a jerk, really, which is kind of opposite of Superman. He's really a dick, but uh, he does have a great stash. Yeah, yeah, you gotta see that film. It's the best action film I've. Uh, it's the best practical action film I've seen in the last did you fifteen see, years. Did you see that joke? And it was like, um, oh, what's the name of that game? Um, it's not it's not Skyrim. It's uh, uh, w- w- with Gerard in it. Um, the fucking movie he the Netflix show he's doing. Oh, like, The Witcher. The Witcher, and it was like The Witcher's been postponed because since Henry Cavill is such a method actor, he keeps taking side quests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine is a diehard friend of that, and they said that that was one of the best jokes they'd heard for a video game. Because I'm like, what is it? He's like, you know, when you play a video game and the cutscene has you, tells you to go on this quest or something, like, yeah, and then you don't, and you spend like 20 hours doing something else, and then you just go to the cutscene, it's like you just got there. I'm like, oh. I, I get that. Yeah, so that was hilarious. 
And the thing is, I've never played The Witcher. I don't know anything about it, but I've always been sold on Henry Cavill. I think the guy is everything I've seen him in. He's been good in my opinion. So uh, I'm I'm damn sure gonna watch The Witcher. Okay. You want to do your uh, rant? Um, yeah, we can get in my rant. Um, so this was placed on my heart a couple of days ago. I saw this um this article talking about this um Twitch um performer um streamer uh whatever you want to necessarily call him i don't exactly know to call him technically a guy off a a twitch streamer too but uh one of the rather famous ones is a female she does cosplay and she decided to cosplay apex legends character if you don't know what apex legend is it is um it is a a shooter uh multiplayer shooter uh it's kind of it's it's like fortnite but way better in my opinion um but it's in that it's in that vein that genre of um damn i'm I'm drawing a blank on the style of video game uh fps no 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 fps um uh um mmorpg no 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 you fps is closer uh but just that type of game um and it's really big. It's really uh, really famous and popular right now. She decided to do a cosplay of a character called named Lifeline. Lifeline is a a British black woman, uh, and she's a, a nurse or a, a medic or whatever the case may be. Now, the young lady. I'm not going to give her name up. I don't know her name necessarily. I don't really care about her name because the, the my issue is bigger than that. She decided to make her face brown. She, she black-faced. Brown-faced, whatever you want to call it. So, here's here's my thing. And I, when I when I get on here with you guys, I, I try not to yell. I don't, I'm not going to yell. I get passionate about certain things, so I just want to be able to say what I have to say. In, a, in my mind, I want to be as peaceful about it as possible because I feel like um, you can't yell at people for them to get you to understand. All it is is negativity on negativity. So I'm gonna be as peaceful as possible about it. But here's my thing: we, and she's from another country, so she might not she might not necessarily understand all the nuance or whatever the case may be. Uh, I think they shut her Twitter her Twitch page down for a little while because of it. I guess some people were outraged or whatever the case may be. Well, me on the other hand, I'm not outraged. I think it's stupid at this point. I feel like, um. When people of non uh, non POCs uh, cultures uh, decide to dress up as us um, and technically paint our skin on them, I think it's a nuisance and it's irritating. Um, but it's not nothing that I'm gonna break my back over to complain about. If I meet someone in person that's doing it, I will have I might have some words from them, or I just might walk away. But when people are doing it, I just feel like why can't you just cosplay the character and just be white? You don't. Mm-hmm. I understand that you're paying tribute to that character by making yourself brown, essentially, or or African American, or whatever the case may be, or a Latino woman because they're for Samba for uh, Overwatch. I've seen that as well. Um, so there's multiple occasions of people doing this, but why can't you just do it as a white person? We yeah. get, we understand who the character is. Um, you guys give black people shit all the time for being, uh, I guess, quote unquote, 
I won't even call them white because half the time most cosplay is off of Japanese characters and technically mm-hmm. they're Japanese. Uh, but we don't necessarily make ourselves look Japanese. Now, do we put white paint on our face sometimes? Yeah, that's because that's what the character is asking for. But that's necessarily we're not changing ourselves for our race. Yeah. Now, when we are a black people and we do the white thing to show, be white people, it's more of a mockery of you guys because you guys do some stupid shit. Now, my white friends that listen to this, this is no negativity against you. And I'm pretty sure if you listen to this, you're open minded enough to understand where I'm coming from. And you also think blackface is stupid as well. If you don't, that's on you. But I just want to let you know there's no negativity or malice in my heart for you. I'm just saying uh, you don't need to do blackface to do a black character. We don't intentionally, when you see Captain America, when you see a black guy as Captain America, fortunately we have Sam Wilson now as Captain America. Mm-hmm. But before that, there were black people as Captain America. We wasn't making our skin pale to be Captain or America. Or wearing blonde wig. We wasn't. You know. No, I've seen that before. I've seen that a few times. I've seen really? some black. I've seen some black guys wear blonde wigs or whatever for like a kin costume or something like that or some shit like mm-hmm. that. But we're not making ourselves. I mean, because there's black guys running around with blonde hair right now, bleaching their True. hair in this blonde. So it, the hair is not an issue. We're talking about skin color. You're not seeing us do that. We're not making ourselves white. We're just putting ourselves into that character. That's all we're doing. So in, in return, you could be a lifeline, but a white lifeline. You don't have to be a black lifeline. We know it's lifeline from Apex. You're just a white person doing a black character. We get it. Yeah. You don't have to be black. You don't have to brown your skin. You don't have to darken your skin. I mean, it already, yeah. irrit- it already irritates me, the white people in this world who do things to be us. But when it's time to actually be us and do something for us, everyone wants to be white then. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to be black until you actually have to have an issue as a black person. Yeah. Like, you can see a white guy wearing a yellow shirt with, like, a makeshift crown and an afro. That's Luke Cage. That's Luke Cage. You don't have to make. You don't have to wear a black ball cap. You don't have to tan your skin. You can wear the costume, and you I would know. Hey, that's afro. Luke Cage. You don't even yeah. have to do the afro. All you got to do is do the crown, some some <laughs> fucking bracelets, uh, most of the gear he's wearing, and I would say that's fucking Luke Cage. You can have a yeah. fucking chain, a yellow shirt, and some and some fucking jeans, and I'd be like, that's Luke Cage. Yeah, it, like like you don't have you like. Seeing that, the the thing that doesn't pop to you is the fact that he's black. It's his costume, you know. So there's, there's, yeah, and it's just one of those things where, especially if it's a character like that from the video game, because that's probably one of their trademark uniforms or you know clothing attire. So you would know who it was from a while, from a mile away. So you don't have the the. The skin color isn't inherent to the character. I mean, hell, you could do Mortal Kombat. You could be a white guy with your shirt off and wear two black, I mean, have two silver sleeves, you know, to look like gauntlets on you. you I know you're Jack. You're fucking Jacks. Yeah. I don't need yeah. I don't need you to t- tan your skin. So, you know, that that's the thing. The skin color isn't inherent to the character. I'm not trying you're to look Asian kid. to be Luke King. I'm not trying to look Asian mm-hmm. to be fucking... You know, um, by you doing that, you're making it into something that it actually isn't. Like, now, if the character is an alien, she's green, he or she is green-blue, anything that is not a natural color, uh, POC's actual skin color, you can do that. We have no problem with that. We don't give a fuck. But when it's actual skin color, we have a problem. And yep. I don't, and I don't, I don't, 
what part of this don't you guys get? Now, I understand that the young lady is from another country, so she does not get the nuance of it. But everyone else that's from America or from other countries that understand it, you motherfuckers are still doing the same thing. Yep. You don't have an excuse anymore. We've told you people that we do not like it. And when I say you people, I do not mean all white people in general. I'm talking about the assholes who do asinine things uh, and do stuff where they don't have to. All you have to do, you spend so much time on your makeup. How about you spend that much time in your costume? And some of you guys mm-hmm. make dog-ass costumes. Just put more work into the costume. We know it's Lifeline. We know it's Sombra. We we know it's Lucio. Uh, Lucar, we know it's a black person or a person of color. We know that. Just, just make your, just make your outfit tighter. That's all you got to do. Just make your gear tighter. Work on your gear more than you work on the makeup. Now, if it has a distinguished scar or something, make the distinguished scar. Like, there's white, black, Asian people being fucking kratos. There's, there's yeah, the, yeah, that's the thing right there. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are multiple ways to do, it, especially if you're a, if you're a good cosplayer. You don't have to make your skin like that. Your costume itself will let everybody know who it is. You, you ever seen a picture of uh, Captain America and then he's like uh, in battle stance with a guy that's like Captain Mexico. So he took like the whole thing of Captain America, but he made it like the Mexican flag and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like you can do stuff like that. We, we don't. That's innovation. We don't care about that. Just stop doing the skin color. When you see black guys cosplaying as Batman, you don't see them with uh they're from their nose down to their chin painted white <laughs> you know they're, they're just that. batman we don't need to do that plus we're already, we're already <laughs> starting to get some pocs as batman anyway but we don't need to do it we're just being batman As us growing up we didn't have representation which is like the weirdest nope. thing like i've been i want you white people to understand we didn't have representation we had white characters as white heroes and we saw ourselves yep. in these white heroes so we embody, we dreamed of ourselves as Superman. We dreamed ourselves as Batman, Captain America, Wolverine. I'm a, I'm a diehard Wolverine fan. I've always seen, I'm fucking running around with fucking knives in my fucking hand. Or butter knives or whatever the fuck. <laughs> fucking Wolverine is a Canadian man. He happens to be mm-hmm. white, but he's Canadian. There's black Canadians. I mean, he's just Canadian. You know, it's, yeah. I, I, that's the thing. That's the thing, like you said, when we grew up, we didn't do that. Like I, I was Batman like three years in a row yeah. as a kid. My favorite, my parents never asked me, "Did you want? Do you want to paint your face?" Like I never thought about painting my face because it wasn't the fact that people knew I was black. It's the fact that they knew I was Batman. That's what was the important thing. You knew who I was. I didn't need to change my skin color for you to know who I was. That wasn't inherent to me being the character. I just made sure my costume was tight. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of years as a Power Ranger. My favorite Power Ranger was the White Ranger. Or mm-hmm. or then I went, a couple of years I went as the Zeo Gold Ranger. Those are white characters. Those are white guys. I mean, even though it was a... a, a, a even though it was taken from Japan, but I didn't watch the Japan. I didn't watch the Japan show. I watched Power Rangers from American Mighty Morphin and all Zeal and all that stuff. So I knew them for being white characters or whatever the case may be. So that's what the people I grew up in. Those were my heroes growing up as a kid. And I wanted to emulate them. But I was a black guy. Was I the black Triumph. ranger? Yeah, I was. I, I love Zack. Anytime I got a chance to play as Zack or in a video game, when I played the fucking video game, you know who I used? Besides Tommy, I used fucking Zack with his fucking fucking axe, and I spent around mm-hmm. and beat the shit out of people. So <laughs> that was one of my favorite characters, even though Tommy was the 
the, the DX, uh, DX Machina. So everybody wanted to be the Green Ranger. Everybody wanted to be the White Ranger. But my other favorite character was Zack because he was my, he was me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a Ranger. He was me. That's what got me when I was a kid when I found this. Two things. One, there was a black guy as a superhero, and two, he was from Detroit. I'm like, word? Yeah. Oh, I'm watching this show. Yeah. And I loved it. And shout out to Trey Traforia, too. Um, so yeah, that's my rant on how I feel about the whole blackface thing. I think it's a nuisance. I think we need to get over it and stop. I think you guys need to stop doing it. Um, it's just not worth it. Just focus on other parts of your cosmetics of your costume. um, I mean, how many kids do they, your your makeup, they wild out, you know, Black Panther uh, for Halloween because there were so many little white boys dressed up as Black Panther. Cause Black Panther was cool. Like. That's, it was cool, and they weren't looking at the the, 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 the Afro-futuristic, you know, part of Wakanda. They were looking at the fact that it looks like Star Wars. You know, it's a, you know, a city with flying cars. You know, the dude has an indestructible suit, and he's jumping around and can cut through anything. That's what they're looking at. You saw, I saw so many little blonde-haired white boys behind that Black Panther costume. I think I saw black kids, and I loved it because I'm like, good. You guys want to be the Black Panthers. Yeah. So look, I wanted to be Superman when I was a kid. So that's what it's about. It's about trying to be your hero. And that's cool. Yeah, you just don't walk around with brown faces. No, not at all. All right. So we're off that topic. Uh, anything you want to talk about? I know we mentioned Endgame and Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm part of the minority people that always has to brag that they've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. And um, I always I said when they went on a hiatus for a go what two years that i'm like oh yeah by the time they come back i'll be all caught up yeah i didn't i wasted those two years um so i waited until basically when the show just came back for uh season eight mm-hmm. and uh, i said you know what i've done i've actively tried to avoid spoilers for years with this show which is hard so i'm like okay let me see what this is about so actually two years ago I started watching season one and about half of season two. I really didn't pay that much attention to it. I just put it on the binge. It was in the background. I really didn't pay full attention to it. I've since, since last week, I'm on episode, I think, eight of uh, season one. I still know a little bit what happens. I know and I know what the big thing about season one, I already was going in. I remember some of the big stuff, but... um. I'm listening to the dialogue. I'm trying to make sure I get the houses right. So um, I'm into it. Um, like I said, season one to me was good. It wasn't great. I'm still getting, I'm getting through it the second time. But um, I'm going to get through the entire thing. I'm making a conscious effort uh, to get into it. Um, I think it is a good show. I do hope that it is. it lives up to be what so many of my friends tell me that it is one of the greatest shows that's ever been made. Is just so great, and I'm like, okay, season one is good. Uh, I'm on episode eight, so I got like two more episodes of season one. I know a little bit, like, like I said, half of what happens in season two, and all of them from them, I know a few big events. I know of the red wedding or the red wedding. I don't know exactly who bites the dust in that one. Um, I think I know of the big battle where they do have like certain mythical characters almost well anything for anybody who hasn't watched it uh there are there but other than that i've done a pretty good job of staying away from spoilers so i am i'm optimistic i'm going to really like the show i just hope 
it hasn't been built up so much for me to where it doesn't actually build up to the, doesn't actually live up to the hype. All right. Um, yeah, uh, I would say like the first season was probably the roughest season for me. It was really slow. Um, but then after that, it has it picks up. It has its peaks and valleys. Some seasons might be a little slower than other, or it might not have the the more juicier things in it. Uh, but it's really good to watch to uh, get to all the way where you're at to season eight. Um, or you could just do what the director said, which they said, which is so fucking weird. They say like a couple of days before the show comes out that you can watch certain key episodes that will prepare you for season eight. Now, if you want to yeah. watch every episode, more power to you. Uh, I think you get a better graph of everything in the show if you do that. But if you just want to like super just like catch up, I would just watch those. I think maybe twenty one shows or something like that. To necessarily, I've seen that. Like when I uh, I have Comcast, as a lot of people know. Uh, so when you say you know winter is coming on your uh, X one remote, it'll take you to a whole different type of menu where it has each house broken down, every character specific episodes to highlight them. Uh, a recap of each season. I'm like, I thought about. It. I'm like, all right, do I want to just get the recap or do I want to really get this show? So I'm like, you know what? This is a seminal show of this decade. I'm like, there's like three, in my opinion, I would think there's three big seminal shows of this decade, which would be like Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, and Walking Dead. I think those are like three of the biggest shows to where you look back of the 2010s those were three shows that really were landmark television. So I'm like, okay, I've seen Walking Dead. I've gotten out of it. But I'm going to try to get in Game of Thrones, and after that I'm going to do Breaking Bad fully. Yeah, i got to finish Breaking Bad. I'm like maybe season five or something like that. Yeah, I, I just did season one, and I and I didn't even pay full attention to all that. Yeah, it was, I was kind of that way too. Um, it does pick up as the seasons go. A lot of the stuff that is like, um, like really big or has a lot of hype. When you start watching in the beginning, you'd be like, "Man, this shit ain't that good." But it's the more you get into it, you like, "Okay, I can see why people really like this show." That happened for me with The Walking Dead because I got into The Walking Dead right before season six. Mm-hmm. So I binged everything up to season uh, right before season six, and then like I'm in season two, and I'm like, "Yo." Uh, I don't get it, man. This ain't all that. And uh, a friend of mine, she was like, "No, no, no. Season two, it's it's like the worst season. It's they're all it's it's the farm season. Most of it's on the farm with Herschel and everything. Just 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 keep going. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. I got effed up. I won't spoil anything for anybody. But um, when a seminal character passes away in season three, and it's a big moment for their family, it's actually been made into kind of like a meme now. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie. When that happened. Oh, that hit me right in the feels. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. So, uh, it did. Yeah, that eventually, I I became a diehard Walking Dead fan up until this most recent season. So, uh, I'm constantly optimistic that I will be a throny. Well, winter is coming, my friend. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll welcome you with open arms to make sure you stay warm. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I know we keep playing uh, game. Um, yeah, I um. I had to make sure I, I had to go uh, sell my kidney on the black market to afford the tickets. No, I'm joking. Uh, I'm going to go see it, uh, I think, 1045 Thursday night, mm-hmm. uh, opening night. Uh, it's probably around like the third or fourth showing in general, so I should be able to avoid spoilers going into it by then. Uh, as of uh, Tuesday, 
I'm probably gonna stay off of YouTube and uh, Facebook and Instagram for the most part to avoid spoilers because a lot of uh, reviewers I uh, see on YouTube, their embargoes are gonna be up, I believe, as of Tuesday. Um, I think I don't think they're um, I don't think the pre- I think they've already done the press screens uh, this week, so you probably won't see any like leaked footage. Hopefully, but um. I'm so ready for this film. I, I and I'll give him credit. I was never as ready for a film as I was for Infinity War until it came, and I didn't think I would have that feeling again. And they conned me and let me have the feeling one year later. <laughs> so uh, shout out to uh, good job, Marvel. The Disney Machine and Joe and Anthony Russo for uh, conducting a masterful arc and uh, a real swerve. But uh, I cannot wait to see this film. I honestly think it could will live up to the hype because Infinity War exceeded my hype. I didn't think that I would be as surprised as I was with as was with Infinity War with the things. Oh, I knew this was going to happen, and it didn't. So with this one and the rumors that all the trailers have only shown roughly the first twenty minutes of a three-hour film, or I am new s- rumor to saying all that all that stuff is not real. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. I mean, you look at scenes in the tra- in the Infinity War trailer weren't actually in the film and they and they've come out and said that they've deliberately shot stuff with cgi just for the trailers which i love i have no problem with them taking it old school and not letting us see everything in the film which i i i'm all for so i cannot wait i i'm making sure i'm not having anything to drink either yeah i'm not drinking or eating anything i'm gonna make sure i went to the bathroom enough so i can sit there for three hours and watch a movie yep. i will be going saturday morning at some point uh I'm, i think i want to see it in 3d i probably won't i probably just see it regularly uh but i'm definitely trying to go to a morning showing on saturday uh so i think sunday you want to try to do a review we can we can do that uh sunday either saturday night or sunday we can do a review okay um but yeah i'm I'm super excited about this movie uh i haven't been well i'll take that back i've been excited about movies but on this level i think i haven't been like this excited about a movie since uh infinity war and uh justice league uh Ooh. justice league let me down uh but infinity war didn't um but i yeah, I, i'm super excited about this uh the end game is to end like a complete chapter of a lot of stuff even though they're just even though they just came out yesterday and said that end game is not the end of um uh what are they what are they called phase three phase three uh spider-man far from home is in the phase three which i think is very fitting yeah um which makes and it makes a lot of sense um just to close out a chapter and then go into phase four so i'm super excited about in game i'm super excited about uh the end of phase three being in game in uh spider-man far from home um, i just can't wait to see what that end credit scene is gonna be i can't wait either I, oh I hope man so i hope they give like the most obscure uh idea for where the villain is and make everyone <laughs> speculate for years I, I i hope they do something like that i remember coming out of avenger after the thanos uh mm-hmm. teaser mm-hmm. and there were so many people that had no idea who the hell he was and yeah. i had to explain I, it was literally a group of like 15 people and they were like who was that guy and i had to explain it to him i'm like yo 
if and that's back when I thought the Tesseract was the Cosmic Cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I so, thought it was the Cosmic Cube. Because <laughs> I mean, it's Red Skull Cube. I'm like, okay. But um, I said, like, yo, if they really go the way I think they're going, this shit going to be crazy. And look where we are now. Yeah, definitely. Um, I hope, like, like I'm just spitballing. Like, I hope, like, uh, fucking Doctor Doom, like, rips a hole into reality or some shit. <sighs> like, that I, just, I just want some wild ass shit to happen. Like, it, it don't even have to be, like like to show him but just like to show like his glove or something like that or something with somebody with a hood ripping into reality or just some wild ass shit I just you know what that. mine would be and i know they would i mean they technically could do it right now but mine would be more mine would be would be the one that literally would make me jump out of my seat and fall on the ground is if after everything all the credits last credit goes up slowly the darkness starts panning and you start seeing lights and you realize it's outer space. Mm-hmm. And then you just see this silver streak just go across the screen. That'd be awesome. Um, that's the thing. You, you, I mean, that's the thing. Like, they, they, they teased Thanos for a while. Like, you had uh, Age of Ultron. You had him, you know, I'll do it myself. And then the next time you see him is a couple of years later in Guardians. You know, they spaced him out for a while. You could have that little tease of Galactus coming. And then not have anything for, you know, a couple of years. And then at the end of, you know, hell, Doctor Strange 2, mm-hmm. you see, you know, a shadow of Galactus's helmet or some shit. But I'm like, that to me would be the one that's just like, because you don't have to cast anyone. Just do all CGI and boom. But that one, or hell, just have the, um, you just have the same scene and then you just hear a radio call. Yeah, this is Dr. Reed Riches on a, uh, on a fantastic uh, mission or something, just yeah. just tee them up, man. That that would just be unbelievable. Or a, someone out of the Nova Corps uh, or Nova shooting across. Oh, the sky. God, Richard Ryder, man. Yeah. And just and the thing to me is, if they don't announce that one soon, that I mean, because the second they said that he quote unquote decimated Xandar to get the Power Stone, mm-hmm. the first thing in my mind is. Oh, that's Nova. Yeah, that's, that's how you get Nova. That's, that's how I, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm like, that's the perfect way to introduce Nova, man. That would be good. That you know, the Nova one, that would be good. You just come all the way back to Xandar, and you just see one kid standing there with the helmet on. Oh, that would be dope. All right, so we're gonna close up, everybody. Um, Wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. Uh, so yeah. Uh, is there any closing things you want to say? Your Twitter's and all that stuff. I uh, hope to see a lot of y'all. Infinity War. Um, we will give a in-depth, most likely all spoilers, because that's the only thing we know how to do. Uh, we are, we you know really aren't two guys that know having filters. So the review we come up with will be a spoiler review. I am uh, hopeful that I can see Shazam also this week. Um. I'm going to try to do both. I already got my tickets for Infinity War. I'm going to try to see Shazam. But I also plan on seeing Infinity War again this week, probably Saturday or Sunday again. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to take my mom to see it because she's a diehard Marvel fan also. She's um, re-watching all the films again in order up to Infinity, uh, up to Endgame. She does it every year. Uh, so she's getting in, in her Marvel movie mode. So I'm, i got to take her to see uh, Endgame too. So I'll probably be taking her to see it this weekend too. But uh, I will try to see Shazam so we can try to do a Shazam review. 
Yeah, I gotta still see that. Um, as well as I'm trying to see Hellboy. Uh, um, I, from what I've heard, uh, it's a really good. It's just like comic. It's really it's comic. It's a comic book uh, fans movie. And okay. If you're not necessarily a super comic book fan, you're not necessarily gonna enjoy the movie for what it is. Um, but I'm super excited. Uh, I want to see that. Um, I want to see Shazam. Um, but right now it's all about Endgame. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, okay. All right. So last thing before we go real quick. All right. So, so we can come back to the wax, come back to the tape. Give me your, uh, your prediction for the opening weekend. Um, the biggest opening ever is, uh, see the, it's either Infinity War or Last Jedi, and it's around I think like two, two fifty for the opening weekend domestically. Worldwide, I think it's uh, it's around like four hundred million worldwide. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm, I'm, some people are speculating this could clear a billion. Some people are saying eight hundred first weekend. Yeah. Now, the one thing that's going to hurt it is the fact that, yeah, it's playing in as many theaters as it can. I think it's playing like over 4,500 theaters, mm-hmm. which is as much as you can get almost. But that three-hour runtime, it knocks it down. Um, I was watching the John Campion show real quick. Yeah, I was watching this show, and he uh, did the numbers. Mm-hmm. And he said because it's playing at three hours, it's knocking away at least one showing per theater. So that knocks it down. Uh, the almost the same amount. It knocks down about forty five hundred theaters are gonna have one less showing up. It's as forty five as one show. It's forty five hundred showings that you're gonna miss. So that's gonna knock into the box office. I mean, you do the average theater has twenty seats. That's forty five hundred. You know, theaters are gonna not gonna be able to sell out twenty seats. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me personally. I'm gonna go on. I'm I'm gonna swing for the fences. I say it does. I say it does over 600 million opening weekend. I think in the U.S. I think it does 280. I think it hits the record. I think enough people are gonna go push it. I think 375. 375. Yeah. Okay. I think 375. Yeah. 375 sounds about right. All right. All right, uh, guys. Um, in closing. Um, thanks for listening. This was a uh, rather more of a news uh, joint. Next podcast this week will be more about the the DC shows. Uh, got a lot to say about those shows. There's a lot of shits ramping up with those, so I'm super excited about those. Uh, but right now, just appreciate you just being here, just chilling with us and listening to us. Um, and as all as always, as we say, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Take care of yourself and each other. Excelsior. Bye.